You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. Welcome back. This week's episode, once again, is super encouraging. We got a super encouraging conversation that we're going to have today. And as I do every week, we have another special guest on the program. And with me today from beautiful downtown Springfield, Ohio, is Jerry Moyer. Jerry, welcome to the program, brother. Hey, great to be here. I don't know how beautiful downtown is, but we got cornfields and beanfields all around us. There you go. So you're oxygenated well there, brother, right? Yeah. So anyway, we have been talking over the last several weeks, this particular series that we're in is lifestyle evangelism and basically looking at the Great Commission and to not just occasionally pick it up and do it, but literally doing it as the Lord has called us to do in our everyday life as a lifestyle. And so the reason that I've asked Jerry to be on the program today, because he brings another really interesting, unique perspective to this. Jerry literally does this for a living, but also I want you to hear his story. I want you to hear how Jerry came to the point where he walked into this calling. He walked into the doors that the Lord opened up. So, Jerry, if you would just share your heart and uh, tell us a little bit about your calling into what you're doing now. Great. So we uh, we travel around the United States and minister to children and families. In a normal year, it's usually coast to coast, north, south, east, and west, about four to six months out of every year. It's been a little bit slower the last two years, which I'm, I'm happy with that right now. However, I um, didn't really start out to be a children's evangelist. I went to Bible college, thought I'd be in youth ministry or street evangelist probably, and came home from Bible college and wanted to get into my local housing projects and teach people the victory they had in Jesus. Well, the project said, well, there's never been preaching in these things, never will be. And so I prayed about it, really felt like that's what God had called me to do. And saw where a professional baseball player had come back to my hometown of Portsmouth, Ohio, and was doing an anti-drug program in the projects and right in my heart i felt like god said that's your way in so we went to the that organization and said look just say no isn't working back in the 90s remember just say no was big yeah, i and do that wasn't really working really good so we went to them and said look we've got something to say yes to so that they can't say no to drugs and we're saying yes to jesus so you can say no to drugs amen and they were like yeah come on in so we kind of stepped through the door that was open to us. We started doing housing projects in Portsmouth, Ohio, and it was nothing to see a hundred kids get born again in a night. Wow. And we, we would go through a couple of days before door to door, handing out flyers, go through the day of with a costume character, like a Pied Piper effect, just leading kids into where we were ministering at. And then kids are looking for free entertainment and adults were looking for free babysitting. So it worked mm. out really well. Amen. And, um, and we, um, we got to share the gospel with them and lead them to Jesus. So from there, we started opening up to the public schools to do anti-drug programs, self-esteem building programs, which you can't preach the gospel in public schools. So we would go in and do anti-drug programs, self-esteem building programs. First school we did was New Boston, Ohio City Schools. 250 people in the schools, 180 came out that night to hear the gospel at a, a neutral location. And almost every one of them came forward to, to get receive Jesus, make him Lord of their life, be born again. And then from there, we opened up to uh, churches, and that was 30 years ago. And now we, we travel full-time across America 
with a very multimedia presentation that presents the gospel in a way that children and families can enjoy and learn. Why don't you go ahead and take a minute and just share the name of your ministry and that, because I think it's awesome. I think it's fun. Jubilee Gang Ministries. And you say, well, what does that mean? Well, in the Bible, in the book of Leviticus, there's a year of Jubilee where they said every so many years they blow a trumpet and anybody that was taken into slavery, any possessions that was stolen from had to be returned. So we were on taking back this generation from the devil. That was the original name, Jubilee Gang. And gang back then wasn't what it is today. But we were we were a gang that was taken back from the devil, taken back this generation. Amen, brother, which is what we all need to do. And that's the whole point of this episode and really every episode. And here's the deal with it. God is calling us all to partner with what he's doing. God is advancing his kingdom. You know, the scripture says in Matthew is the kingdom of heaven is suffering violence and the violent take it by force. And it doesn't mean you go out there with clubs and and swords and beat people and carve them up. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not advocating that kind of a movement. But what I am saying is you just can't be lazy. That's what it all boils down to. The kingdom of God is advancing and he is looking He is looking. You know, the Old Testament tells us that the eyes of the Lord are going to and fro around the whole earth, looking to where he might show himself strong to. You know, and I read that, and right away my antenna goes up, and I say, over here, Lord. You're looking for your way to show yourself strong, like, over here, Lord, I'm ready. And, you know, of course, we talk about the Great Commission all the time, but I always go, well, hey, make sure you quote verse 20. He said, lo, I'm going to be with you everywhere I go. And he's like, he's promised to do that with us. And he's just looking to show himself strong on his behalf. It's a privilege. It's an honor, Jerry, to walk this out and to be able to take this precious gospel message that God has designed for people to be born again, like you're saying, and to present it to a group like children and families, which, dude, will impact every community in the world. Children and families. Tell us a little bit more, Jerry, about your heart, because you've just been pouring this out for how many years now and you keep on doing this? Oh, over 30 years we've been doing this. It's just our heart to see as many people truly born again as possible and not just repeat a prayer, but to truly make Jesus Lord of their life and allow the change of the born again experience take place in their life. You know, I'm not after numbers. I'm after people that are genuinely experience God, experience the change that happens when they make Jesus Lord of their life, the change that happens on the inside of them, their nature is changed. That's what we're after. And then to see people grow up until they look like Jesus, mm. uh, not just they baby Christians their whole life, but grow up and be mature Christians where they can duplicate what we've sowed into them. They can take that out and sow into other people and lead other people to Jesus. So children leading children to Jesus, families leading families to Jesus, that's what it's truly all about. If all of us would just ask God, what is your plan for my community? What is your plan for me to reach my community? I'm not going to copy what Jerry Moyer did or, or what Mark Bird did. I'm going to do what God's called me to do right. to reach my community and use my talents and abilities to do that. And when we do that, that's when God really moves in our life. And that's when God really can use us when we do what he wants us to do. Yeah. And you know, I think for some Christians, even Jerry, I think just the very fact of, does God want to use me in this? I mean, 
there literally are lots of Christians that are really still asking that question. Could God use me for that? Like, from what I'm hearing, you're leading all kinds of children and families to the Lord, and you've been doing it for 30 years. I'm like, that has got to be the most glamorous life in the world, right, Jerry? I mean, that's certainly some people just getting to know you and hear you right now are thinking, wow, that is so glamorous. You get to travel the country, right, and do that. But Jerry, why are you able to do that still for 30 years? When when people see our live stage presentation with all the lights, with all the video, LED video, all that stuff, I'm sure people do think, man, that is glamorous. I want to be like that. But if they had to walk in our shoes for uh, just a little bit of time, they would right. realize it's not, you know, staying in a motel every night of the week and eating out. I mean, it sounds fun for a little bit, but day after day, year after year, it's like, oh, my goodness, can we just go home? But the reason this is the driving inside of me that, look, this world needs to be reached. You right. know, there's a statistic that said 40 percent of the baby boomer generation believe the basic Bible truth that Jesus is the son of God. The Bible is the word of God. We're saved by the blood of Jesus and we're born again. This generation of children that we have coming up right now, if nothing changes when they become adults, only 4% oh will my. be Bible believing born again Christians. And let me say this, that stats like 10 to 20 years old, Mark, we are about at that 4%. You think America is crazy now. Mm. I mean, it's getting crazier every day. 4% is like parts of Europe where it's totally post-Christian society. They don't want anything to do with it at all. Right. And that's that's where we're heading if nothing changes. And you know what we do? We see probably 1,000 people a year, sometimes up to 2,000 a year born again. That sounds like a lot, but honestly, it's just a drop in the bucket. If all of us as the body of Christ don't start doing what we need to do, if churches don't get out of their comfort zone, go outside the four walls of their churches and do something, we're on, we're pretty much lost. We're sunk. Right. So, I mean, I'll, I'll do everything I can do, and I want to stir up churches to do everything they can do to get out of their comfort zone, quit worrying about growing their church, and, and let's grow the body of Christ. That's so good. Right there, you just said a mouthful. Jerry, I'm thinking about the listener that's sitting there going, you know, I could never be Jerry Moyer. What would you say if they said that to you? Yeah, of course you can't be Jerry Moyer. You're not Jerry Moyer. Be yourself. You Amen. Know, my wife, my wife can't even be me. She like <laughs> she's better one on one. You set her down with a kid, she'll she'll get so much information out of the kid or the adult or anybody. She she does better one on one. You put her up in front of a crowd of people and she doesn't do well. But for me, the gifting that God's put in my life is the bigger the crowd, the better I do. I, mean, right. I thrive off of it. I mean, it's you put me in an arena, I'd probably bounce off the ceilings or something. <laughs> but each one of us are built differently. And God wants to use your talents and abilities. And and some people will say, well, you know what? I don't have any talents and abilities. Well, mm. that's what I said, too, because when I was in high school, I was the biggest kid in school. And everybody say, you need to play football so you can get a scholarship and go to college. And I wasn't that good at football. I, mm. I was horrible. I'm like, but you know what? I was going to church doing puppet skits. I was decorating my room and glowing the dark posters, black lights, strobe lights, beads on my door. And everybody thought, so what's wrong with that hippie child? <laughs> but you know what? That's my talents and abilities. That's what God was preparing me to do now. So I still like to play with puppets and I still like to use lights and special effects and stuff. So 
you know, just because you're not like everybody else doesn't mean you're not, God doesn't, hasn't given you special talents and abilities you he can use. That's so true, Jerry. I, that was very well put. So let's move on to the next question that I think could be ringing out in everybody's mind. Well, I'm not sure that the Great Commission is really still for today. Is it really still relevant? It's got to be. I mean, <laughs> Jesus told us to go, you know, his disciples, are you a disciple or are you just a believer? I mean, hopefully we're a disciple, you know, and so if we're a disciple, it's, it's for us. Definitely. You know, how else is the, how else is the gospel going to go out? He's not going to send an angel down to preach the gospel. He's, he's not going to appear. I mean, I'm not saying he hasn't or won't, but it's up to us. We are his body. We're his hands, we're his feet. And it's up to us to take that message to the world. Let me ask you this question, Jerry. This just popped into my mind. Do you have to be a quote-unquote evangelist to evangelize? No, we're all evangelists. There you go, brother. Evangelist is is somebody that proclaims the good news. I mean, anybody can do that, you know? Right. And for some of us, it might be a glamour, more glamorous-looking lifestyle, like up on the stage and for most people, I think it's one-on-one at work, at school, and wherever we are, just being able to pray with people and say, hey, can I pray with you about that? That's and then, so good. You know, let them see Jesus in your life and, and lead them to him. It's so amazing, Jerry, of all the different guests that I've had on the program. And it's so funny. You might think, man, we had this all planned out. We had this all scripted because you all say the same thing because it's very, very true. But Jerry, we haven't had any pre-conversation. We haven't had any script to go over. But what you're saying is so true. Like God has called us all to share his love, to share his good news. And the way that he has chosen to do that, according to Romans chapter 10, is how can they hear unless somebody tell them? And Jerry, I guess you're like me in the fact that you're like, well, I guess that might as well be me also, not not only me, like it's not dependent upon me, but listen, if I'm grateful for what the Lord has done in my life, then I count it a privilege and an honor to serve him, to tell somebody else that's struggling, that is in need, that is hurting, that is wounded, all of these things, right? It's just like uh, I heard it said one time, it's just like one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Exactly. You know, my comfort zone is on a stage preaching the gospel. That's my comfort zone. But we've been praying sometimes, Lord, show us people while we're traveling that we can share Jesus with. Mm. Like if the car breaks down, the truck breaks down, a record driver comes and tows you in, you know, before you leave, is there anything I can pray with you about? Is there anything going on in your life I can pray with you about? And then stop and pray with them. We're in a truck stop. Truck stops are full of people that are hurting. Oh, amen. And, And you just, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like there's a drawing towards certain people, you know, sure. and you just need to listen to that, that warmness or that, that focus on somebody and, and, and just ask them, Hey, is there something I can pray with you about? Are you okay? Is everything okay with you? And just let Jesus lead us in let the Holy spirit lead us in everyday life. And that, to, to be honest, that's out of my comfort zone. Wow. I, I don't like that. My flesh doesn't like that stuff. I like <laughs> to be on the stage, right on, but why shouldn't we be leading people to the Lord on the way to where we're going? There you not go, just brother. On the stage, everyday life. It is. And that's what we're talking about through this whole series is just everyday life because it's not always just a big event. 
right? It's not always. God uses big events all the time, and he still does, and he still will. But listen, on the way, I love how you put that, Jerry, on the way to the event, you know, because the story of the Good Samaritan, right? It was along the road, and so they were on their way to some event, whether it was a family event or whatever, they were all on their way, and yet there was a guy, a person broken down on the side of the road. And the whole point of that was who stopped to minister to that broken down person. And I think that really speaks to what this is all about, Jerry. And what God's calling exactly. us to do is have our eyes and ears open, being looking for those opportunities. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Till Osborne had a book, talks about soul winning out where the people are. I don't know if you've ever seen that book or not. Yep, I it's have. Called- and that's that's every every pastor, every human being should read that book. If you like T.L. Osborne or you don't like T.L. Osborne, it's strictly a soul winning book, soul winning out where the people are. And that's that's everyday life. And that's my friend. That's where it needs to take place. Yes. I mean, amen. There's, people aren't. I mean, this generation does not want to come to a church. I mean, I struggle with it because it's like, OK, people want to have me in for the big event, you know. But I'll just be honest, there's a very small portion of people that are going to come hear the gospel at the church. Right. We have to start taking it out where the people are for them to hear the gospel, really. we got to take it into everyday life. And the fun part of this conversation for me, Jerry, is I feel like, man, have you been reading my notes? Like, did, did somebody ship you my notebook? Like, you're saying all this same stuff. But it's awesome because it is what the Spirit of God is is saying to the church. You know, I love it how Jesus told us so many times in the book of Revelation, he that has ears, hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And this is really what you and I are saying today. If you want to kind of sum this up, Jerry, I think what we're saying to the body of Christ, to the church, is we're saying, man, if you have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Because Jerry, he's telling you the same thing he's telling me. He's telling special guests the same thing. They're all saying the same thing. We're not having these pre-call conversations, but it's because the Spirit of God is speaking to the church. He really is. And I'm saying this, listen, if you can't hear, if you're not tuned in, if you're not on that frequency, maybe stop, pull the car over, turn the radio on to that God frequency and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Because I promise you, he's speaking to the church everywhere. Jerry, I'm sure you see it. You're seeing pockets. I'm sure you're seeing children, young people and families hungry for an answer. Tell me a little bit about that, Jerry. Tell me a little bit about what you're seeing out there nowadays in recent times. You know, you have some churches that are continuing in the same thing that they have been doing, you know, just following the church growth plan that their church prescribes to. But then you have other people that are like, you know what, I'm going to get out of the box. I'm going to go, we're going to do what God's called us to do to reach our community. And I see pockets, like you said, pockets of people everywhere that are just hungry for, to get back to the basics, to throw away the church growth plan. Church growth plans can be good, but a lot of times it's like taking steroids. <laughs> it's, it's a fake way to build your church, you wow. know? And we need to get back to a good on diet and exercise. Diet is feeding people the gospel, feeding them the truth, and exercise is going out and soul winning. So when that's that's the way I see that the church needs to grow. 
I think that's perfect. And again, you're on the front lines, Jerry. You're seeing it not just in your local community. You're seeing it nationwide, honestly. But you're right, because I believe that the Spirit of God is speaking. He is calling us to rise up. He is calling us to be who he's equipped us to be, literally, back when he was walking the earth. And yet he's still going. He's still moving. And really, honestly, church, he's actually counting on us. Which, if you're in the right perspective, Jerry, people like us, we're counting on God for every ounce that we have, but yet he's counting on us too, to just be a part of what he's doing. And it doesn't matter if you're on the stage, if you're sitting in a radio studio, it doesn't matter where you are. What matters is, are you sharing his good news. That's what the gospel is. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's the only one that overcame sin, hell, and the grave, right? And so, listen, that is good news that is so desperately needed. Tell me about the need that you see. It doesn't matter what part of the country you're in, I bet. There is a spiritual need that is a common thread everywhere you go. I'm just imagining it's weird this year, especially it's been really unique seeing the kids that are coming to events. Now we've had several little girls that come and think that they're guys mm. at, at our events. And it's not that I'm putting them down. They're hurt. They need yeah. Jesus. Anytime God asks us to do something or not to do something, it's not because he hates us. It's because he loves us and he wants us to have an abundant life. And, and my heart just goes out. I've seen so many just very, different crowds lately, you know, mm. people that just need Jesus in their life. They need to know the truth. And um, it's getting, trying to think of the right words is getting, um, it's getting more apparent that kids need Jesus in their life and the world's getting worse and the, you know, the church is asleep sometimes. Right. And you know, it's funny, Jerry, I'm, I'm only smiling. I'm only chuckling a little bit because I've heard church people say, Somebody ought to tell them that they have a problem. You know, and I'm like, listen, what you need to do is you need to give them the answer, right? Yeah. That's what it is. Like, and I'm being honest here, Jerry, for the most part, like I know me, BC days before Christ, before I knew Christ, dude, I knew I was a sinner. I knew I was sinning. What I didn't know is I didn't know the answer. And I think what the church is being taxed with, especially today, is to provide the hope, to provide the answer. They don't need another finger pointed at them. They don't need another brow beating. They don't need another lecture. What they need is they need to know where the love comes from. Yep. And uh, that's, that's what I pray that the church would begin to embrace, is to embrace the answer and not to just point out more problems. We're rid of problems everywhere, right? Exactly. I mean, the world is, um, just like you said, full of problems. They need the answer, which is Jesus. And it's not because he hates them. It's not because he's mad at them because of their lifestyle they're in or anything like that. It's because he loved them and he has a, he has a plan for their yeah. life. If we make him Lord of our life. And a lot of people say, well, I can't, I couldn't make Jesus Lord of my life. I can't do all those things. And it's like, of course you can't. Right. That's why we need to be born again so he can change us so that we can do the things that please God. We can be right with God when we surrender to him. And we do that by faith. It's not, none of us could do it on our own. Right. All of us are wretched, messed up people, you know? 
But when we, when we take that step of faith and make Jesus Lord of our life and, and allow him to change us on the inside, give us the new birth that allows us to do the things that please God. None of us measure up. Mark Bird doesn't measure up. I don't measure up. The greatest pastor in the world, Billy Graham, doesn't right. measure up. But we all, that's why we all need Jesus. Amen, brother. Man, oh, I'm taking an exhale here, and it's like I got to put a pin in it for time's sake, Jerry. I love chatting with you because this is reality. This is the gospel truth. This is it. This is where we are. Again, on the program with us, you've been hearing this conversation with Jerry Moyer from Jubilee Gang Ministries. And listen, please pray for Jerry Moyer and his wife that are on the road doing this. And Jerry, we just want to thank you from the bottom of our heart for doing what you do. And look, I know your heart in it. It just says, listen, this is what we're called to do, and this is our obedience to do it. But we really appreciate you taking the time out to share and encouraging our hearts to say, listen, we got to keep going. We got to yep. keep moving. Jerry, thanks for coming on the program. Keep your ears and eyes peeled because I'm going to nudge you back, brother, because we got more to share. Thanks, sir. Thanks again for tuning in. This has been another fun episode. And I hope that you enjoyed today's program and will tune in again with us next week where we'll have another guest and another great conversation about Jesus. Well, you've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at shinefmohio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.